Welcome into the Thunder Basketball universe. With Thunder Basketball on the horizon, Nick and I are discussing what we know and what we don't know about the league's plan to return to play. And of course, what this all means for the Thunder. All of the info is right here on the Thunder Basketball universe. As of last week, the NBA announced its plan to resume the 2019-20 NBA season in Orlando on July 31st, which means, Nick, that we have some Thunder basketball to look forward to. Man, we've had a great time looking back at 2019-20, what's happened up to this point, all the way up till March 11th, but it is really nice to have something on the horizon, something to look forward to. Paris, obviously there is a lot that's still TBD and details to be ironed out, but the NBA, the Players Association late last week did put forth a plan. This is how this NBA season could potentially return. And we'll get into all of what we do know and what we don't know in this podcast when it comes to that plan set out by the league. But first of all, we have to talk about this team. We've looked back so far. We have to remind you where this team was before all of this left off. First and foremost, they had a fantastic record. They were 40 and 24, 34 and 13 since Thanksgiving, which is top three in records in the league during that time span. And they were about to face the number four seed, Utah Jazz, with a chance to move up into that four seed with a win. Fifth spot in the Western Conference, which really remarkable when you look at, first of all, the six and 11 start that this team had to the season, but then also just, you know, how many new faces there were, a complete change of the guard in terms of the leadership, uh, no pun intended with the three-guard lineup. And then, you know, just all the different dynamics, uh, just like that, of things that this team was going to have to deal with. How do we find a way to get CP3, Dennis, and Shea on the floor at the same time? And they did that masterfully. And one thing you're really alluding to, Nick, was that this team has been really fun to watch. The last full game that we watched this team play was a – marvelous comeback in Boston against the Celtics with a last a last second effort to win the game that's the type of team that this this Thunder fan base has been used to seeing and there it's coming back and it's on the horizon again it's really nice that this group gets to finish out the year it really would have felt like a bad taste in your mouth to you know not let this thing see its way to the end yes it's completely unconventional and it will be different for everybody, all 22 teams uh, that are heading down to Orlando. And we'll discuss all the specifics here shortly, but at least this group gets to finish out this year and we'll see what happens after that. They had some considerable momentum going into the back half of the season and into the postseason. So I agree with you, Nick, that this is long over. We've been waiting a long time for this. As for what we do know, the plan lays out several details regarding the resumption of play, one of which is a few key dates that are tentative as of right now. And what we do know is that the team will return to market for a training camp before going out to Orlando to begin the season on July 31st. From there, looking at August 25th, draft lottery, and then October 12th, final possible date for a Game 7 in the finals. Yeah, so things definitely just shifted. I think we just experienced our off-season Paris because it sounds like the draft and then the potential start of next season will be shortly thereafter over the next six weeks or so following that. So, uh, you know, this is the opportunity for the team now to get back into shape. Um, 
in June, in July at some point here in OKC and then in Orlando when there'll be some sort of training camp that, um, you know, maybe lasting in the three to four weeks range um, to try to get these, these guys revved back up and able to play what will end up being eight regular season games, which will serve as seeding games for the playoffs. Absolutely. And one thing that the main thing here is that the Thunder will be going to Orlando. There are only 22 teams that will be restarting their season. And that includes the 16 teams from East and West who qualified for the playoffs, including any team that was at least six games or fewer behind their respective eight seed in their conference. So for the Western conference, that means 13 teams. And for the Eastern conference, that means nine. Right. And so there are provisions that are still being discussed in terms of a play-in situation for the eighth seed, mostly centered around whether the teams are within four games of each other or not after those eight uh, seeding games that they're calling them. And those eight games, uh, the, the Thunder and every team that goes to Orlando is going to play, they're going to be comprised of at least somewhat of the schedule that was remaining on each team's schedule moving forward. However, uh, as you can probably deduce, there's going to be eight teams missing that are not in Orlando, which means trying to figure out how to get those remaining eight games might be a little bit tricky because some teams have played more games than others. Some teams that were lined up on the schedule for the Thunder, like Minnesota, are not going to be there in Orlando. So um, it, it will be a little bit of drop ad. Uh, I, I don't envy the, the NBA schedule makers, but the good thing is they don't have to deal with travel. So at least that they will all be in one spot down there in Orlando and they'll find a way to make sure that every team gets to play eight of these games. Uh, and then, you know, based on winning percentage is what will get you into those final seeding positions. And some of the games that were still remaining on the Thunder's schedule included Dallas, Denver, Lakers, Clippers, Memphis, all games that Thunder fans would really be excited to see, especially at this point in the season. And using those eight games to really get those legs back under you. I mean, it's been almost four, going on to four months of no organized NBA basketball. So like we said, this has been a fun team to watch and their chemistry has been the thing that has really galvanized the Thunder fans and really made it exciting to watch. And so using these eight games to really get the sea legs back in them and get geared up to play those, those playoff games, which the Thunder will safely be in as well. Yeah, eight and a half games up on the current eight seed in the Western Conference with only eight games to play. Uh, I'm not amazing at math, but Paris, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's just enough, just by a, a, a thread there, to get the Thunder into the playoffs for the 10th time in the last 11 years. Uh, this is just the, the 12th uh, season of Thunder basketball, so that's pretty darn good uh, for the fans here in OKC to have yet another uh, playoff appearance. Definitely the most unconventional way that this Thunder team has clinched a playoff berth um, in my time here. Uh, Paris, my, my first season with the Thunder was a shortened year too, but uh, your, your first year, which is a shortened year, has been much, much different than mine. Oh, definitely. Not one that I will soon forget, for sure. <laughs> The good news for Thunder fans is that once the playoffs do begin, it'll start to look a little more like what we're used to, a best of seven series, starting with that first round of the playoffs. And the interesting thing is that there's gonna be, a, there could be a lot of movement with these eight seeding games. So it could shake out into a lot of different scenarios, which I think adds to the excitement. But again, we don't know, which kind of leads us into other things that we just 
don't know quite yet when it comes to this plan to return the season. For instance, who the Thunder will play specifically when they get down to Orlando. Nick, you already hinted at the fact that it could resemble something like the remaining schedule that the Thunder already had when the season was put on pause. But again, that leaves out eight teams that weren't invited back to Orlando. Just for those of you that want to hypothesize at home, I'm going to list you the games that are remaining on the Thunder schedule against teams that will actually be in Orlando. It's Utah, Washington, Memphis, Denver, twice, Miami, Phoenix, the LA Clippers, the LA Lakers, and the Dallas Mavericks. So amongst those teams, most likely is who the Thunder will be playing in those eight seeding games. But as you recall, there's teams with all sorts of different situations that they're heading into this uh, eight seeding games with. And so the Thunder might need to be used in a different situation to help another team get to eight games. So as you mentioned, Paris, something that we still don't know yet. Another thing that we don't know is what life will look like in Orlando. Like we mentioned, there will be eight regular season games for seeding with the season starting on July 31st with a final possible date for game seven on October 12th. So there has to be a lot of organizing and scheduling as to how many games a day and what those days look like when the teams get to Orlando. Yeah, something that we still don't know exactly is where at the Walt Disney World Resort uh, exactly some of these games will be taking place, how many gyms that they'll be able to to use, um, how many games a day they're going to try to get in, who will be broadcasting these games, you know, between some of the the regional broadcasters uh, like ours, Fox Sports Oklahoma, versus the national broadcast, which I know the NBA you know, wants to, to try to, you know, include them, obviously, which they would normally be included in the playoffs, uh, but also in some of these games since they'll be down there. We don't know exactly what the, the COVID uh, testing regulations will be. We don't know exactly what the limits on personnel will be, um, exactly the number of people each team can bring down there, um, and, and, you know, exactly what those in-game environments are going to look like. It obviously might not include as many people as normal for a normal NBA travel party. And Nick, that obviously affects us as well. You traveling with the team during every away game, me every now and then. So things are going to be looking a little bit different for us on our end in terms of how we cover this team. I know we're going to have to start getting used to, you know, more Zoom calls when it comes to press conferences than face-to-face. Yeah, I mean, still to be determined what the media presence will be like. I think we're starting to get our rhythm a little bit with having some press conferences with Sam Presti and and Chris Paul and doing some interviews here on the podcast with Danilo and Abdul and Mike Muscala and just guys that uh, we've been able to talk to. So uh, I think it's going to be very different. You're not going to get that one-on-one interaction in the locker room like we're sometimes able to get. We're not going to be able to you know, rub shoulders with these guys as we're hopping off the bus and walking into a hotel or into an arena um, or just, you know, be around for shoot arounds and practices and and that type of thing. So uh, it's going to be crucial for us to try to stay connected as much as we can. We're going to be scouring social media. We're going to be having to communicate um, over text message and uh, you know, any type of interview settings that we get. Uh, We're going to have to be a little bit more creative with trying to, to dig in and find out some information and learn a little bit more about the strategy for these guys as they're going into these games. The good news is that every team right now is under the exact same circumstances. So we're not singled out in the fact that we're going to be the ones that might have to get a little creative with how we cover the team from this point on. I will say, though, you know, I'm not going to have any crowd noise here in my house. 
there's nothing going to be distracting me when I'm trying to, you know, do my in-game reports if we've got the broadcast or writing a post-game recap or anything like that. Paris, you know, I hope you can be distraction-free as well when you're glued into your TV watching these games. So I'm saying this could be a little bit advantageous. I can kind of listen to my own music and get into the groove and not worry about fans yelling behind me. As different as it is, I have to say, Nick, there is that excitement. Just getting back to talking about Thunder basketball, looking forward to writing a preview or a recap and covering this team that we all have so much enjoyed watching so far this season. Yeah, they've they've been so special all year long. And now they're going to get thrust into a situation that's going to test them in similar ways to the way they got tested at the beginning of this year. You're going to have to come together on the fly quickly. You're not going to necessarily be able to use your talent or gifts or athleticism to to beat people you're gonna have to be quick-witted you're gonna have to know how to play together and and I think that's all gonna gonna come together very nicely for this group the other thing too that is something to look forward to is just the amount of basketball that we are about to encounter once July 31st hits yeah there's gonna be games pretty much every day it's still speculation at this point exactly how many games per day we would get you know maybe six to eight but that's television ratings just gold right there I mean it it will probably feel like the NCAA tournament you know those first couple weekends or you know a Saturday and a Sunday uh, of the first round of the NBA playoffs where you're just getting game after game after game after game that's going to be available to you on national TV or maybe just regionally but still you know you're going to have basketball thrown at you constantly and I think that's going to be fun to see especially as guys filter in and out of the exact same environment day after day you know, which teams are going to have the mental resolve to be able to not get bored with the process and go back in there, play when there's no fans in the stands, no momentum, no energy that you can rely on from outside sources and go get the job done. It'll be really awesome to see this resilient Thunder team who has shown over time and time again how adversity is something that they can face together with chemistry and poise. And Nick, I just keep having flashbacks going back to your previous statement of before basketball was my actual job, scheduling my days around games that were going to be on TV. And now that it's actually my job, I'm very excited that that's actually going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you just, there's nothing better than seeing a full slate on your calendar. And I just, I can't wait for it. We're excited to see it. That wraps up our episode today, informing you of everything that you need to know about the NBA's return plan to the 2019-20 season. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producers. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.